Hello and welcome. I'm Regina, your host and mindset coach. This is the Moms Who Achieve podcast, where we discuss motherhood, mindset, money, and everything in between to equip first-generation changemakers with the tools they need to create the lives they want and deserve by managing their minds and taking massive action. I am super ecstatic that you're here, and I'm hopeful that with an open mind, you'll leave with exactly what you came for. Let's go. Hey, y'all. So, how are you doing? How has your day been? Your night, if it's the end of the day? How have things been for you? For me, they have been transformational, but also very busy. And as I level up, I am realizing that saying, what got you here is the same thing that will keep you here, that will prevent you from moving forward. So I have done lots of different changes on how I show up in the world and systems and how I want to operate in those. So I've been really busy in thought work and creating the life that I want for myself, which can be hard sometimes when you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Today, I want to talk about victimhood and the better we are able to let go of that and those thoughts the more successful we'll be in whatever it is that we're wanting to do having been hurt damaged or made to suffer especially when you want people to feel sorry for you because of this or use it as an excuse for something and when you look at the definition of victim it's just a person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, accident, or other event or action. Yeah, very serious there. And I'm going to premise this conversation with saying that this does not mean, any of this does not mean that things that happen to us are made up in our minds or wasn't the result of someone else's action. But as I always like to think and remind myself Thoughts could be true, and actually any thought that you're thinking is always true. It's always true. But is that thought useful? And do we recognize the power that we have to create our own thoughts and accept or reject a thought? So before I go on a little tangent here, let me back up by also prefacing this episode that this is in reference to anything. Victimhood around parenting, around our current financial situation, around our current career situation, any any result that we have or wherever we are in life or whatever is happening, it doesn't matter. In parenting, in business, uh, spirituality, anything, we can play as victims if we are not careful. And I just want to talk a little bit about like when we can let go of the victim mindset, how much power we bring back into our own realm. And just for the sake of time in this episode, I'm going to focus on three main areas where we can really think about victimhood and how it's serving and or not serving us. And those areas are going to be self-growth, parenting, and our aspirations. And as we follow through with this, also I'll have three questions that we can think about when we are in a rut or dealing with a situation and we're trying to get out of victimhood or we're wanting to make sure that we're not in that space. So let's get started with self-growth. When we're thinking about being our true selves or being our higher selves or growing in life and how we show up in any given amount of space and time, lots of time our childhood comes up and how we were raised, our caregivers, what they did and didn't do, what they knew and didn't know, 
what you received and did not receive. We can talk, pretty much everyone I'm sure can talk forever about their experience as a child and how that has affected how they are today, how they show up. It's attributed to their belief systems. And all of that is true. Like when we are young up until age seven, our conscious mind is pretty much not there. So we're operating our subconscious mind, which just really means without all the jargon that our caregivers, the people around us, the environments that we're in, what we see, what we hear, all of that shapes our belief system. So as adults, our very deep rooted beliefs are stemmed around those early years and what we saw, heard and learned. So this is true. And also as adults, we get to decide how we want to show up and what we want to create in our space now. And this is where releasing victimhood comes into play because we can acknowledge that our past was X, Y, Z, or it attributed to, you know, these um, experiences, which has kind of shaped your reality now, but we get to decide with our conscious mind what we're going to continue to hold on to and what we're going to let go of. And so if you've had abusive parents or, you know, parents that weren't nurturing or weren't there, the list can go on of all the things that we missed out on or things that happened that weren't healthy for our development. We can hold on to that or we can decide what we're going to do with it and how we're going to grow from it. And so a couple of three questions to ask in this space. And this is this is going to be pertaining to anything that we talk about in this episode is what is my current thought or belief about this, you know, this situation, um, this experience I had, you know, this caregiver, my parents, my siblings, like whatever, what is the current thought? Because our thoughts about it are going to be our beliefs. And then the second question to ask is, is this useful? Is it serving me? Is this helping me to develop into the person I want to be, to continue on my journey, to show up the way I want to? We get to decide that for ourselves. And the third thing I thought about that we should be considering is where can I take responsibility? In the essence of us being children, there is no responsibility that needs to be taken of, well, I should have did this or that when I was seven and that wouldn't have happened. Not really in that essence in this situation, but more so that happened. What do I want to make out of it? Do I want to continue thinking about it and using it as a reason that I'm where I am today? Or can I see where maybe there was strength that I had that certain experiences taught me certain things or I'm here now, I'm safe, I'm not there. I know how it feels to be XYZ or to experience XYZ and I can use that to instill certain beliefs or certain thoughts or create certain environments or experiences for my children or the people I'm responsible for today. So when you think about where can I take responsibility for me, that means what can I make out of that situation, that experience, those people, the way they showed up? How do I want that to affect who I am today and how I show up? So in regards to our childhood, like what do we want to create from that? We can't erase that, but do we want to stay and sit in that? Do we want to continue to blame our current situation or what we haven't been able to do? Or, you know, maybe we didn't learn any healthy communication skills or healthy coping skills. We don't know how to identify our emotions. 
Are we going to continue to say, well, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really get hugged. I didn't really get kissed. There was no one around me that told me they loved me, that told me all the great things about myself. Um, I got whoopings and that was it. I was punished. I was, you know, all these things that may actually be very true for you. Are they serving you now? And are you going to take responsibility as in, hey, that was my experience and I'm here now. This is what I want to create from it. Or that happened. This is why I'm this way and I, I can't change. I'm not going to change. I didn't get what I needed as a child. And on the flip side of this topic of self-growth, what is our current situation? Who are the people that we're currently surrounded by? You know, we get to choose that, who we choose to interact with and not interact with, or how we choose to interact with the people that are in our space that we maybe can't um, choose to remove and or move ourselves, right? So when we think about self-growth now, what are we attributing to our growth? What are we doing on a personal basis to help us in our current situation? The people around us, do we have boundaries? And uh, Brooke Castillo is amazing at explaining like what boundaries really are. Like we tend to think that boundaries are, I drew the line, this person knows they can't do X, Y, Z. I've told them that's my boundary. And you know, those kinds of things are really boundaries are what we will do or not do. You know, think, she explains it like, Think of yourself and there's a circle around you, you're in your bubble, and then there's outside of that. You get to decide what's inside your circle and what's out. So if you, or for a simple example, if you don't like people smoking around you, your boundary in your house is people don't smoke. So someone smoking in your house, hey, don't know if you know, but you can't smoke in my house. If someone chooses to do that, they have every right. And then you take the next steps. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave and go, you know, so forth and so forth. Also, if you're at someone else's house and you don't like smoke around you, if they smoke in their house and they don't have a problem with that, then you can remove yourself. So what will you do to uphold your boundary? Not what you will make other people do or threaten them to do. So in regards to victimhood in our current situation where we currently are, what are our thoughts? You know, what are our thoughts? That first question about the people around us, the situations we're in, the places that we spend time. And the second question, are these thoughts useful? Are they serving me? And lastly, what responsibility are you going to take for that? So if you're in a certain situation or surrounded by certain people that don't serve you, is it, well, I can't do these things because he or she is always downing me or they don't encourage me or they're not supporting me. They don't help me. That's the victimhood mentality. Or how can I serve myself? How can I create boundaries to ensure certain types of people are not in my inner circle? That is where we differentiate with victimhood and creating what it is that we want for ourselves. And so when we switch gears to parenting, a lot comes up here. Most of us, most of you guys that are listening are probably parents. If not, you are likely caring for children. So I think of parenting and what we do in this space with, with children, not just those who have biological children, but I think that most of us, if not all, have some kind of interaction with children. I find that to be really important for us to know as we're navigating throughout this world, because it's not, for, in my opinion, it's not just like you and me and my experience is important and I need to feel, you know, great all the time and everything needs to line up for me. Like 
we in some way, shape or form, especially if you are a parent, are really creating the reality and the belief systems for other children. Even if you don't have kids, say you're a teacher, like you have so much power in what that child is going to believe about themselves, about the world, even out at a store. If you're not a teacher and you don't have kids, are you an aunt, uncle, grandparent? Well, I guess if you're a grandparent, you have kids. But if you don't have little kids, right? If you're a grandparent, are you an aunt? Are you an uncle? Uh, do you go to church? Are you in spaces where children are there? And most often you are. And it's like, we even even a small, simple interaction at the grocery store can really have a profound impact on children. And I really believe that the way to change the world and to make things great, <clears throat> excuse me, great is how we treat children because those are the small beings that are going to grow up to be the adults that make the decisions. And most people that are fucked up have fucked up childhoods and or and they haven't dealt with that and they have experienced, you know, lots of things. And so basically what I'm saying is that we have lots of power as adults in how we treat children and the experience we provide for them. So when it comes to victimhood and parenting and, you know, if you're not a parent, kind of insert your situation here is the tools we have. Lots of those tools, if you not have not done intentional work, came from what you were taught. So victimhood shows up as, you know, I whip my kids because that's what was done to me. That's, that's just how things are. You know, I don't tolerate kids talking back because my parents didn't. When I grew up, it was this way or that way. And it, it sends the message that however you were treated or the experience that you had is what you must create for your children or the children around you. That's not the case. We get to decide at any given moment what we want to create. If we want to turn shit upside down and do things all the way different than what we experience, we can because we have the power to do so. So when we step out of victimhood, we then can create from what we believe is right. What we believe, you know, makes sense. There were things that was done to me or said to me, or I wasn't able to do or say that doesn't make sense to me now. But before I started doing intentional work, it just is what it was, right? Like, this is how it is. This is how it was for me. I can't really logically explain to you why I have an issue with that, but it just is. That is victimhood. That is refusing to take things into my own hands and really recognize and affirm that I have the power to create what I want. And in actuality, we're always creating, but are we creating intentionally? The type of environment or the way you discipline or the way you show up with your children every day, the way you show up when you're angry, like you are doing that. You have the power and you are creating that. But oftentimes we're doing what we were told. We're doing what we saw. We're not taking the moment to think what's important to me. Is it important that my child never says something back to me when I tell them to do something or I tell my opinion? Or is it important that my child feels like their voice can be heard, that what they are thinking is important and I want to hear it? And are they encouraged to ask questions? Are they encouraged to question why I said they needed to do something? Are they encouraged to tell me that they like and dislike this or that? Because those kinds of children get to grow up and feel comfortable talking to their partners, their friends, their bosses. Uh, the people under them about what they like and don't like. They're able to communicate. That's a whole nother podcast, just about how we expect children to be a certain way. And then when they're adults, flip it. 
I want you to be submissive, never ask questions, do what I tell you, don't give me any feedback or talk back or attitude. But when you're an adult, I need you to be an adult that can express your emotions, that can speak up for yourself. Don't let people walk all over you. You know, all these things that we say that is like totally opposite from how we want them to be when they're children and how we look down on kids who are able to voice their opinions, who do speak out. You know, they're bad. They're disrespectful. They're not going to have a bright future. Like all these things, right? Are we taking a moment to think about the thoughts we have around things that do not make sense? Are we removing victimhood from our situation? So when we're thinking about the tools we have, the tools we have as parents that were given to us, are we throwing our hands up? This is what I got. This is what I was taught. This is what you going to get. Or are we taking back that power and making sure that everything we do is with intention and it really resembles what we believe to be best. Now, of course, each and every one of us, when our children get older or the kids that we are helping care for get older, we are going to be able to look back because hindsight is twenty twenty, and they'll be able to tell us so many areas that we probably fucked up in. And my goal is never to be a perfect parent. Like I truly believe the thought of life is 50-50. Like I'm going to be trash 50% of the time, okay? So like I never try to be perfect. And when I really am in a space like that, I do better because when I'm trying to make things perfect and I need to show up this most amazing person and and when they make me upset, I need to, you know, always respond this and that way, then I'm super down on myself when I don't, which when I beat myself up, what kind of person am I then, right? When I'm showing up as a person who feels less of herself, oh, you should do this better. You should do that better. So it's just like this cycle of me not showing up as my best self when I know that I'm not going to be perfect, but how can I create the best environment? How can I get back up when I fail? How can I apologize? How can I show up as a person who knows that I'm not perfect and I'm not even trying to be perfect and we're doing this together? That's something that I intentionally created myself. That's not what I grew up seeing, taking the power back and creating what it is that I want. Another way that um, ridding of victimhood and really taking our power back shows up in parenting and caregiving for children is are you intentional with what you listen to, what you learn from? Are you even learning? What do you spend your time reading, watching? What resources do you have? What resources are you looking for? Like there's no manual to parenting. However, there are, at least in my experience, I am doing better than I ever have before. And I continue to grow based upon the resources that I seek out, that I use, that I spend time watching and reading and listening to and learning and, you know, repeat, repeating what I read and repeating what I watched and just really learning from my mistakes. Like that is me taking my own power and creating what I want and not, well, again, this is what I learned. This is it, you know, that fixed mindset. So I really try to stay in the growth mindset of how can I be better? What resources out there will help me do that? And for me, what I've learned over time, it's most important actually is taking the time to tap into my own inner knowing in my parenting. I am with my children more than any of these experts and any of these books and any, you know, but it really, when I take a moment and I like sit quietly and I just really observe my children, observe myself, think about how I showed up in that specific situation and really tap into what I believe is most important that my children see on a daily basis. And that's going to look different for everyone. So getting out of victimhood allows us to 
get into our own minds and get into what it is we want to create for the future. We get to create the actual um, experience that our children see right now that is going to, to equip them for the future. How do you want that to look? What, what, what do you want your child to, as an adult, to be able to look back on and remember seeing, hearing, doing, being immersed in? And that's going to be different for everyone. But we're not blaming our past experience as children as to why we show up certain ways while parenting or caregiving for kids in our adulthood. And last but not least, I chose to talk about aspirations because this, to me, is the future. Not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur. Some people want to work and they want to work to X age and retire and that's their path. And then there are some people who want to be entrepreneurs that want to work for themselves. Some of us want to start nonprofits. Some of us really want to get into helping our community. Some of us want to be public speakers, podcasters, YouTubers. There's so much that we want to create and be. Some of us really just want to be great at being peaceful, spending time alone, being in nature, maybe living in nature, living off the grid. We don't want to be in TV. We don't want to interact with lots of people. We want to have a few powerful interactions and, and relationships throughout our life. Like we could talk all day long of the many different types of ways of the future that we can create. And so I thought this last piece was really important to talk about because oftentimes what victimhood can look like, at least in my experience with myself and talking to other people, is that we don't want to do the work to change our current mindset. And that is 100% victimhood to me, in my opinion, because it's our mindset, our current mindset that's holding us back, but we're not taking the power we have and doing the work to change that mindset. You can change any mindset you want, or you can decide to say, this is just me and that's what I got. I it will be cool to do this. It'd be cool to do that, but that's not me. I am unable to show up. I'm unable to be on time. I'm unable to spend time creating a business. I'm unable to spend time researching and figuring out how to start a nonprofit. Like all these things we tell ourselves are absolutely true because we believe them. So in this aspect, how victimhood shows up is can't do it. Don't have time. Don't want to. I'm too stressed. I got too much going on. It costs too much. I don't have enough money. Um, my kids this, my husband that, my wife that. Like, placing why we can't do something that we want to do on our current environment, our current thoughts, our current experiences, our current financial situation goes back to those three questions. What is my thought and belief about this? So I would love to start a nonprofit, but I don't know where to start. And some of us accept that. And that's always going to be the case. 20, 30 years from now, I just don't know where to start. Too much. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know, you know, and this I don't know is the brain's way of keeping us safe. It keeps us from taking action because our brain does not want us doing anything new. It sees it literally as danger. And if we're not intentional and we don't know that, then when that thought crosses our mind, I don't know where to get started. We believe it. And so we don't move forward. But when you're intentional, okay, I don't know where to go and fill out and complete the nonprofit paperwork, but I know that I can Google a number. I know someone who has a nonprofit. I can ask them how they got started. Oh, YouTube. I'm sure they'll tell me where I can go in my local area. Like there's a difference. 
I don't know. And that being it, I don't know, but I can find out. So getting out of victimhood of our own thoughts when it comes to what we want to create in life and even our own situation, like lots of us are in situations where things aren't great. You know, we might be experiencing something or we're in a season where stuff is just stressful and we can allow that to keep us down and we never get ahead and we never create and get to really be our truest and highest selves that I believe we're put here for. Or we can decide to start where we are and make note of what we do know. What can we do? I may not be able to save up X amount of dollars to start this business or whatever, but I can save up this much each pay period. Like where can you get started? Where can you take power back over your current situation to move forward and create what it is you know you've been wanting to create? Or are you going to really believe the thoughts that you can't because of this person, because of that thing, that experience, or your current mindset? Which segues right into the second question. Are these thoughts useful? Maybe they are. Maybe you want to be comfortable and you don't want to be doing new things, trying new stuff, seeing new people, putting yourself out there. All of that is super scary. And maybe you decide that the fear in that, which is really just an emotion, like nothing bad is going to happen to you, but the fear of rejection, of showing up and not working out, of trying something and quote unquote failing just is too much for you and you don't want to do it. And so you choose, yes, these current thoughts I have are very useful for me and I'm going to hold on to them and that's that. Or you really take a look and say, no, none of the thoughts I have are useful. The thoughts I have about doing that thing does not serve me. It does not help me get further along. It will not help me get to where I'm going. And lastly, where can I take responsibility? So if you decided that those thoughts are not useful, they're not helping you, they don't help you get to where you are, they're not helping you break down different thoughts and beliefs that are holding you back from so much amazing shit in this world, then where can you take responsibility for that? Where can you decide you're going to do something different? That something is in your hands. Because when we put the reason for anything happening out on the world, on situations, out to other people, experiences, there's no way we can change it at all. That's in your parenting, in your self-growth journey, in your aspirations, anything that you want to do, if you're putting the reason that it can't happen or the reason that you're currently experiencing something or not experiencing something on something other than your own mind, then you can never have the power to change it. And so you stay in that. But when we release victimhood and we realize that we have the power to create anything that we want, anything far beyond what we've ever imagined. And to some people that sounds crazy, it sounds illogical, but I'm telling you, it's the truth because it's my truth. And that's the thought that I've chosen for myself. But if you have not chosen that thought for you, then it wouldn't be true for you. So how can we manipulate in a way and change our thoughts, like literally change the way we're thinking, how we're processing experiences so that we can move forward. And sometimes you have to start small. You know, I may not say, I may not go from, I can never start a business. This is too much to, I'm going to be a millionaire in a few years. I'm going to be the biggest public speaker on this topic in just five years. Like that's too much of a big jump, but maybe you can go from, I can never start a business to, I can start helping one or two people right now. I can start looking at what it takes to start a business in the genre that I want to. I can 
decide on the name I want for my nonprofit. Like start small. But the whole point behind this entire podcast is realizing that you have the power to change anything and it all starts with your thoughts. That life is 50-50, everyone goes through bullshit. Everybody has a story. How can you flip that story in essence to it's what's holding me back. I can't get further. I can't heal from that. I can't move from that. I can't create from that. This is just who I am to yes, that happened. And also I got this from that. I was able to survive that experience. This I was able to, I had these skills that came from that horrible situation or I may have not been raised this way, but because of that, I know how important it is to have it. And I make sure I provide that for my children or the children I operate with. I may not have ever seen anybody really push themselves forward in life and do things, do hard things and fail and get up and do it again. But I have these resources. I have these people on social media, on in, in audiobooks, by way of their books, by way of conferences, uh, podcasts that I listen to and they share their story that lets me know it's possible for me to do what it is I want to do. I have these circle of friends, these circle of networks that I've created on purpose, not just because I grew up with them or they're just who I've always been friends with or they're my family so that I have created a circle of people that are here for me and they know what it's like to build, to move forward, to push through hard things. And I can go to them when I have questions. I can read their books. I can go to their events. I know how to put myself in spaces where I can grow. And I'm okay with dealing with uncomfortable emotions that come out of pushing through, doing new things and taking responsibility for my current situation. That's all I got for you all. Please have a blessed week. I hope this has helped you in some way, shape, or form. Whatever you were thinking about as I was talking is really a message to you to hone in on that, to move through that. And remember, it's only your thought that's keeping you from it. That's it. Be blessed. That wraps up this week. I hope you found value. Please share with a mom, friend, subscribe and leave a review. This helps this podcast to get into the minds of those who need it most. I would love to hear what you think about the episode. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Who Achieve. Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Take care.